0: Grilling season is upon us, friends. Whether you want to grill burgers, steaks, or brats, or some delicious portobello mushrooms or red peppers, your local food co op is the place to go. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and when I shop at Lake Winds, I'm shopping for brats from Pastures of Plenty. I'm looking for steaks from Peterson Craftsman Meats. And Lake Winds has easy pre made kebabs, marinated meat, and all sorts of items that are all ready for you to just throw on the grill what are you having with your grilled steak? I know what I'm having. Local arugula tossed with olive oil, salt, pepper, and Parmesan cheese. The first locally grown veggies of the season are arriving at the co-op. So whether you're looking for local greens or asparagus, you'll find farms like Harmony Valley, Featherstone, Seeds Farm, and Twin Organics, all local farms providing produce for Lake Winds. And now more than ever, you want to support your locally grown food that is grown by our neighbors and our friends. And it's fresh, delicious, and you're Supporting family farms. If you can't make it to Lake Winds, please visit your neighborhood food co op. Lake Wins Food Co ops in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield, and you can meet the local family farms they partner with at lakewinds.com.
1: Yes. Hey, hey. Hello, everybody, and welcome
0: back. To the weekly dish. We are in our two of the weekly dish, and this is where we tell you two things we've been obsessed with this week in our top two and our two. Giving the old oh, one, one, two. one, two, one two. And now the one, two, weekly one, dish one, presents one, two, top two, top two. The top two pick your best two in our two. two.
2: All right, give All me two. Two. One, two,
0: one, two, one, two. All right. Stephanie March what have you been obsessed with that you would like to tell us about
2: All right we're going to start with a little clip where you got a cool thing I don't got, I don't know if you guys have been watching John Krasinski who is married to Emily Blunt? Uh they have I wish she
0: was married to me. Oh
2: well. <laughs> there's uh there's a show he's doing from his house and it's called the SGN show. Some good news. And it's this really cute sort of news pause. Do you think newscast. he's gonna end up
0: being the next like Jimmy Fallon? Like that he'll get a contract with a big like TV company? Because it's sure seeming like he could.
2: I I think he's doing it because he feels he needs to. And I think he's a good person and it's it, like involves his kids and friends and stuff. Yeah. But so this, this episode, you know, one of the more recent ones, he did a potluck. And so it was kind of about food and restaurants. So one of the things he did uh, was he took readers or people who have been watching, he took their recipes and he said he was going to make them, but he can't cook. So what did he do? He got, and he gave them to like some seriously superstar local chefs and they made them. So That's let's funny. hope, what do we got?
1: The recipe, I'm a pierogi fanatic. Oh, me too.
2: <laughs> my mom sent me over the pierogi recipe that my great grandma
0: brought over from Poland. I gotta
1: be honest with you, Sarah, I did not cook them. But luckily I know another Polish person who does know how to cook. Oh my God. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. Sarah, are you familiar with Martha Stewart? Great hat. <laughs> Thank you. I got to say, you have a very worldly recipe here. I don't know if you know Mr. David Chang. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Boom. Sloppy Joes are some of my favorite, but the, I haven't had the dynamites before. I had a friend of mine cook them for you. Yeah. And he's way better cooking than I am, so I figured you should probably just meet him. Got it. Kind of here he is. We had a blast with your uh, with your recipe.
2: What a pleasure to meet you, both of you, actually. Yeah, it was <laughs> me, so, cool it or... was literally. How fun. It was so cool. So he couldn't cook. He's been doing this where, like, you know, like he had that young girl con- who was sad that she couldn't get Hamilton tickets. And he got the entire cast to sing, you know, the Hamilton yeah. opener. And so this is the thing is he's cooked up to all these people because, and I think it's because he's a nice guy. Honestly, that they're doing this. But so he he got these people's recipes and then he had Martha Stewart cook this woman's pierogies. Can you stand it? That's
0: fantastic. I know.
2: And like David Chang made this woman's weird, you know, sloppy Joe thing or whatever. (laughs) So I don't. I just thought it was awesome, and I thought it was such a good time, and it was such a good thing. So I wanted to say, if you guys need a little laugh, tune in, tune into the Definitely, I think News. we
0: should do that. I think people should send us their recipes, and we make them at home.
2: I don't think it's as st- st- stunning as Martha Stewart cooking your recipe. No, but, but it would be fun. Yeah, it might be fun. It uh, might be fun. Okay, yes, what's it would your be first? Totally one? fun.
0: Okay, so. There is um, the breweries. People are nervous about the breweries. There's a lot of talk about that yeah. they're really going to be struggling, and yeah, they many are. of them are trying to hang on. Um, so I go to my local Bad Weather Brewing on West 7th Street, and I get a Crowler, which is a can. It's a big can. There's two beers in the big can because yep. Kurt and I had an argument about it and had to research it. <laughs> um, they have a beer there that I really like called Hop Romancer. And it is uh, in a crowler. You can pick it up curbside. It's $8 for the big can. It has two beers in it that are 6% alcohol, I think, because we were researching that too. But I really just like the beer. It's a really nice, um, hoppy beer. And I have been picking it up curbside. It's easy to order on your phone, and you just pop by. Awesome.
2: Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Bad weather
0: is Hop Romancer Crowder.
2: Yeah. And if you can, you know, shop for local beers, do it because we don't don't sit here and think that it's possible we could not have a local craft beer. Everything I'm
0: buying is local. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not even shopping Amazon. I'm fully shopping Target. I'm ordering, uh, if I order online, I order through Target. I'm ordering, I'm going to the co-ops. I'm good. I'm being good. I want these people around.
2: I get press releases from, you know, people who are out of state or everything. I'm like, I don't have time for you right now. You know what, Stephanie? I
0: I I, Me too. Like someone was like, hey, you're an influencer. Will you try my peanut butter? I'm like, nope, can't. I'm eating local. Sorry. Bye. Yeah. Well, I don't get those emails.
2: Um, All right. So my second one to let you guys know, this is an important for the Wee Subbers. Again, as I represent here in the booth, Peppermint Twist Drive-In is open. And that's out in Delano. And if you guys are looking, I know Allie Kaplan ended up at, uh, from our shop's girls' favorite. um, She ended up at the Minnetonka Drive-In and it was JFP, which is jam-packed. And that's a thing that I think that everyone is like so excited to get out and do things. And so letting you know that the Peppermint Twist is now open out in Delano, which is just another chance to go take a drive and go see, uh, go pull into a little, you know, car hop. Bring your cash, people, they're only doing cash, and to let you know that the Teddy Bear Park is not open. So you do have to stay in your car, order your food, and then you got to skedaddle. Or you can walk up to the window, I think, there and pay cash and then take it to take out. But you can't sit on site, so that's important. The other one I did want to kick to for the east side is that the Dariette is open and the Darriette drive-in in in St. Paul is a cute little Italian American place and they've got pizza burgers and they've got spaghetti and they've got all the fun stuff and they are open but you guys it's important to know their window their walk-up window is not open so they want you to do full call ahead you know pull in get your order and then go so because and it is a small spot they don't have a, a massive parking lot or anything like that so it's good that you should be able to just do that.
0: All right. So my second is thinking about moms and Mother's Day and wanting to get something where you've shopped local, but a gift for your mom and they can do curbside for you. You can order online, you can call and they'll do concierge shopping for you. But it's Julia Moss Designs. Oh, great. and they have a whole they do the repurposing of your old silver into colored enameled. Pieces, but they also have like a whole store of all kinds of stuff. So lots of tableware, decor, jewelry, eyewear. Um, Julia is a great person. You can find her on Instagram at Julia Moss Designs, or you can shop her online store at Julia Moss Designs. They just have really cute stuff there, and I really enjoy the store.
2: And it's fun because I'm hoping that, you know, as Governor Walls said this last week, that they're going to open up retail for you know, curbside and all that kind of stuff. So I'm hoping to see more shops doing that. And I know that, you know, I'm sure Allie and and Harmony will talk about it coming up in the next hour, but it'll be interesting to see who decides to pivot if it's a profitable thing. Should they be spending, you know, should they hunker down or should they try to, you know, eke out some stuff? Because that's also a thing. Like, to be open, it does cost you money to be open. So hopefully, you know, people are going to support, you know, people when they're doing curbside
0: stuff. Yeah, so that's Julia Moss Designs this is my second one. Good. Um, I had one other thing to tell you and I can't remember. You were going to do a was.
2: chicken something. You were saying that you were going to make oh, something.
0: No, I just, I, yeah, I've been thinking about um, what I can do with my Brussels sprouts, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which is a whole other conversation, but we're going to come back and I'm going to talk with you about dumplings. Okay. Um, in addition to making the focaccia, I went down the pierogi rabbit hole, which coincidentally, that lady talking about John with John Krasinski, did they post the or the uh, pierogi recipe that Martha Stewart made with John Krasinski that was the listener's recipe?
2: Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't looked it up. I'd but like I, to find that out. Do you have a pierogi thing?
0: Well, I'm going to tell you about the pierogies that I made in the next um, segment, because I started going down the rabbit hole of just dumplings. And again, I was in my cabin. I couldn't go to the grocery store. I didn't want to go into town. So I only had like the ingredients that I had. So I had to figure out how to make some sort of a starchy dumpling thing with the things that I had on hand. So it led, led me down the rabbit hole of... You know, can you make dumplings with rice? Can you make dumplings with cheese?
2: Hey, I just found Sarah's pierogies um, on the Some Good News Twitter. So I'm going oh, to re- post it. I'm going to
0: retweet it. So yeah, we'll definitely. Have it That's a great idea. Definitely. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about dumplings of all forms. You are listening to The Weekly Dish on my talk 107.1. Uh, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hanson. Stephanie March. Uh, we were just talking about... Um, my sister texted me because I went. I did go down to the Liquors in Northfield a couple weekends ago, was it, that we went yeah. for the drive? Mm-hmm. And she was like, what cocktail kit did you get? Because I know someone that's going to drive down that wants to get it. They have a mid cilantro night's dream cocktail kit that was Ooh. really good. One thing about their cocktail kit that I didn't like and I wanted it to be a little bit different was they gave me like a mason jar full of the sugar the herbs to make the simple syrup. I wanted them to have made the simple syrup. I wanted it to be more made. Yeah. Um, and the mid cilantro nights dream cocktail kit was fully made. It came oh. with the two bottles of liquor, the juice for the cilantro and the cilantro and the limes.
2: Um. I'll tell you that I made on my happy hour last night uh, with uh, the Hooches and smooches happy hour on Facebook live. I got the meteor bars. They did blender drinks. And they are doing blender drinks you can buy through Minnesota Ice, and you it's frozen, and you basically, all you do is you get this little container, you dump it in your blender, you add your booze, you're done. Like, Yum. that's it. It's so perfect. And they did a White Rabbit, which is one of my favorite, like, sort of a Black Russian kind of a thing. It's delicious. Yum. So that's available to order, and they'll bring it right to your house. Um, the other thing I meant to say, yum. I know, I know, <laughs> I'm just like yum patio <laughs> pounders, my friends. Hey, the thing I forgot to mention in top two and hour two was that um, it is by the way Taco Tuesday on Tuesday, and it's Cinco de Mayo, and so we've put together on MSP Make a big list of where you can order tacos for takeout on uh, Cinco de Mayo on Tuesday. Okay, so I'm going to put that up on the Facebook too. I forgot to mention that.
0: And we should maybe mention, because El Burrito has done a lot of work with this station, that the Minneapolis restaurant that they had is closed, but their St. Paul location is still open. Yep. And they do curbside, and and they've got a grocery store, and you can eat there, and also they've got their taco truck that's out and about. Yes. Um, So, hard news, but um, there's been news that has come about some closures, um, but we'll talk about that when we get to A little bit later in the show, Uh, we talked about Bachelor Farmer, um, also some openings. But I want to tell you about making dumplings because I was (laughs) at the cabin and I couldn't go to the store. And I was like, what can I make dumplings out of? And I wanted to make potato dumplings because I was making red cabbage and pork chops. Yeah. First of all, marinate pork chops in molasses and coffee, people. It's a very easy marinade. If you happen to have molasses at home. You marinate them just for like an hour or two. It's so delicious. And it gives the sear and the meat just a really beautiful color. Huh. Um. So try Seems it. Seems too sweet for me. Oh, it's delicious. You Are don't. You? It's, it's not, not sweet at all. It's nope. not glazy. It's not
2: because, you know, I mean, like, I don't mind. It's just that I don't want that glaziness.
0: You cut it with the coffee.
2: Okay. So and it's thinner. Just... So it's like maybe like a blop of molasses and then you. it's thinner with yeah. out of the coffee. Yep. Do okay. it. You're going to try, try it. You're going to like it. it.
0: Um, wait are you grilling it or are you serious I was grilling it okay So then I had, I've got the chop and I've got this red cabbage that I'd made and I wanted a potato dumpling, yeah which my grandma used to make and I've made them and they're easy with leftover mashed potatoes or riced potatoes, but I didn't have potatoes.
2: Can we have a moment since we're going to be talking about dumplings, that what does a dumpling mean to you? Because you know, internationally and across everything, every, every
0: culture and every food space has a dumpling. Which is why I started researching them. Okay. You're going to do that. Well, then I got to Nudie. Which is your... You've talked a lot about nudie. I love the nudie. And it's little less formal dumpling. It's a lot of times more kind of like spooned. So it's a, that one is like... When you think of a gnocchi,
2: that's a nudie is done G-N-U-D-I. And that's with ricotta instead of potatoes. But here's my question. Because here's the... And I just want to pull back for a second. Because when we're talking dumplings... Like when you say dumpling in that form, that's one thing. But if you say dumpling in China, that's a bun... And if you say dumpling in Germany, it's a giant big dough thing. Yep. So dumpling is so different. And that's why when we have, when we talk about dumplings, I think we have to like define it a little bit. Cause like I make dumplings, which are then steamed in those wrappers. So it's also, it's basically. A something thing.
0: wrapped in case something is inside it usually, but, but not, not always. Always
2: because gnocchi are dumplings. Yeah. And so. that's I
0: went down the gnocchi rabbit hole and I found a I had some ricotta, so I was like, okay, I could make a ricotta gnocchi. Yeah. But then I landed upon pierogies. Right. And that's a different dumpling. Right. Totally. And I thought that seemed more appropriate with the pork chop and the that does red cabbage. Right. That does seem right. So I made um, the dough. I let the dough rest. I made the filling, which was uh, ricotta, an egg, some Parmesan cheese. OK, so now I got the filling and then I didn't have a cutter. So I got Kurt to roll the dough out w- with me. And mm-hmm. then we used the top of a mason jar, which is about a perfect four inch. Kind of circle. Yep, yep. And then we filled it with a teaspoon of the filling. And then we put the water around the edges and we sealed it. And then we boiled them. And you boil them until they rise. So they were a pretty hearty big dumpling, right? Because yeah. I started with the four-inch wrapper. And then they got done. And I overcooked them, I know, because they weren't floating. And so I was like... Wait, they
2: should float right away. Well, wait, these are stuffed? They were wait. stuffed
0: and they were heavy.
2: Okay. Wait, what did you stuff them with?
0: Ricotta. Okay. Cheese. So I ended up, it was like, till they float. Well, so it took like five or six minutes for them to float. You overstuffed them. So then, I didn't though. No, you didn't? Okay. No. Okay. I was actually overstuffed one and then I stopped overstuffing. So I felt like I had that right. Okay. And then they finally did boil and then I took them out and I put them on like a silpat and kind of dried them off a little bit. Yeah. And cooked them all. Then I went to the butter sauce in a frying pan with some sage that I had that was dried, which wasn't ideal. But you got to do what your girls got to do. Yeah. And then I just fried them in there. And then, of course, I was using the electric stove. So half of the burner side is hotter than the other. And so they didn't brown evenly, but they browned. And then we ate them. And they were dense. (laughs) They were delicious. But, like, I just kept thinking, wow, this could have been so much better. The dough could have been lighter. The filling was not super, it was dry and kind of chalky inside. Strange. Yeah, it was a really strange just, and we we ate them and they were fine. Where was the
2: recipe from, you think? um,
0: Taste of home. It was okay.
2: Uh, and all I know is, like, when I was making the, you know, the my Chinese dumplings, my pork dumplings, uh, you know, to steam them, that's a whole, like, there's different doughs, obviously, that do well with different types of, like, s- boiling versus, they're like, if you're going to boil, do this dough. If you're going to steam, do mm-hmm. this dough. And I'm just wondering if that was, you know, maybe they didn't take into it. But you don't steam pierogies there. No, you
0: usually boil them. Interesting. But, so, th- it was a quarter inch thickness was what it called for. Yeah. and. Like, by the time you have a four-inch dumpling that's a quarter-inch thick and you've folded it over and you've got the filling inside, like, that felt like maybe they were too thick, too. Yeah. So, they ate fine. I have, like, ten more of them in the freezer that I'll, you know, cook. Okay. But I was
2: just like, I'm I'm totally trying to figure out if there's a way to, like, repurpose and save them or something.
0: Well, I'm going to have to fry them in a good butter and maybe put them in, like, a... I don't know. Would you put them in like a stew or a soup or cover was, them with tomato sauce? I
2: was thinking that. What if you did this? If they are, they're thicker and you might need to make, if the inside is chalky, then what if you did, what if you did almost like a lasagna with them and you use them, like you put sauce down, then you laid the pierogies on oh. and then you put like a red sauce on top and melted a bunch of cheese on top and then baked it to warm it up and make it a little bit
0: more melty. And maybe, I'd have to boil. These are, these are in the freezer. Oh, they haven't been boiled oh no yes they have been boiled i'm just i'm thinking yeah i boiled them all so they're boiled yeah so i would do that so like a lasagna
2: yeah like make a lasagna that might actually work out really nicely
0: i just was it took like us kind of all day to make them yeah you know so we got done and they were like huh would you make those again No, no but i would make the potato dumplings that i've made where you just kind of quickly roll them into a rope and the gnocchi yeah yeah it's and and there is if you google like dumplings there were about 50 dumpling recipes in different cultures that I was going through because everybody's got wanting to make sure like I had the right stuff on hand. Yeah.
2: Everybody's got a pancake, everyone's got a dumpling. So I'm I love that. I mean that's actually one of my favorite things is and actually there was I, I kind of had high hopes for the fact that there was a, a restaurant that opened called Dumpling and then they had like one dumpling on the rec- when they opened and I you know no nothing against that. That's them. a
0: cool concept for a restaurant and it would be good like to go food.
2: Yeah, there was a and there was a couple other places. There was one that was going to open called Mrs. Dumpling and then they lost their funding and it got to be a little bit, you know. Have you
0: ever made biscuit bisquick dumplings? Where, like, you make, like, a chicken stew or a beef stew, and then you pour, you make the biscuit in the water, and you pour it, like, by
2: like, spoonful
0: right on top of the boiling liquid and cover it.
2: Oh, sort of like a chicken pot pie. Yeah, and yeah. it makes,
0: like, this ethereal, puffy yeah. dumpling that is... Really tasty.
2: Well, so that's how I make chicken pot pie. yeah Honestly, I don't, I usually don't use a sheet. Crust, yeah. yeah. I use, we just, we take dumpling mix and we just plop it on almost like a buckle. You know what I mean? Yum. And to me, that's, I mean, I guess yeah, that's why I'm saying like chicken and dumplings. And then if you say dumpling and then you look at like a pork dumpling and you look at an Italian dumpling and they are 1000% different from each other. Yeah. And that's what's kind of cool. I kind of love
0: that. Um, all right, there we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about a fun event. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and we are here with our friends from Birches on the Lake driving. You got to turn uh, this down, Bert. Bert. Turn your radio down.
1: Radio's off.
0: Okay. Oh. All right, Bert, how you
1: doing? Oh. I'm good. How are you guys? We are Super doing good.
0: great. Uh, thank you for joining us today. I wanted to just talk with you because we're talking with Bert Joseph. He is the proprietor of Birches on the Lake, which is on Long Lake. And I wanted to talk with you because you guys are doing something fun and it's like we're so craving anything that's fun. You guys are doing a drive in movie experience. Well,
1: we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna attempt it uh, next Wednesday. You know, we've been we've been trying to think of different things to do to bring people you know some excitement to what's you know everything that's going on. And we've got this great parking lot and uh, can hold over probably 50, 60 cars in there. and I partnered up with uh, a local electric company that has this inflatable twenty seven foot screen and then tried to figure out what type of movie we wanted to do that would be kind of uh, family. Fun, and we're going to work on doing some of the Marvel movies.
0: Okay, so it's Wednesday nights. It's the drive-in concept. It's seven p.m. It's ten dollars per car, and then you would order food online and then do have curbside pickup. What kind of food it's do good. you have? You have like beautiful. Are you still doing yeah, fried was, chicken?
1: Yeah, we're doing. It's so much fun to do this this curbside to see what sells and what's working. But it seems like our buckets of chicken and ribs. And our burger packs are kind of the most popular items mm-hmm. that we're doing on the menu. And every week, we're kind of creating new specials and, you know, kind of playing with things that we may do this summer once we get reopened. Um, it's You know, it's, just, it's a different way of business, a new way of thinking.
0: Can I talk with you a little bit about that? So is Birch's yeah. Lower Town doing curbside right now?
1: The only thing that Lower Town's doing is we're doing craw- crawlers and growlers, but in the next Two or three weeks, we're gonna reopen and do curbside with food.
0: Tell me about the curbside experience, because I think some people have the perception that as long as you're open curbside, you know, it's all guns blazing. But what percentage of sales do you think you've lost even with curbside delivery? Seventy. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing from Mm -hmm. other people. That most of the people that are doing curbside well can do about thirty to thirty-five percent. And that means they're doing it well. Others that aren't doing it as well are at fifteen to twenty, and some people are even less than fifteen percent on their curbside.
1: So we started we we started doing it, you know, right away. Came up with a plan and executed. it. I think we do a really nice job with it. The the, the times that you call in to get to have those orders ready are probably 15, 20 minutes. Haven't had any issues, and you know, it's another way of connecting with your with your customers. I mean, I'm literally probably one of the best order takers now. i bet you are um
0: outside of the drive-in experience are you starting to feel or hearing about people thinking about what restaurants are going to look like when we do get an opportunity to reopen
1: yeah i've had a lot of discussions with other friends in the the industry and you know my first feeling is that it's going to be probably 50 percent occupancy i do believe that if you have patios there could be a little bit more leniency with that is that's as far as occupancy goes. I think that you're gonna have um, shields and, and the gloves and sanitation. I mean I'm starting to order in masks for my staff, um, having hand hand wipes at every every table, you know, and also so you don't have to touch doors so you can just use your feet to open up doors. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and we'll be we'll be told more of what, what we can and cannot do. Yeah. Um, as we as we get closer. But you know, it's giving us a chance to kind of do a facelift on the restaurant too. Um, You know, I think I think paper menus where they're not going to be touched multiple times is another another uh, thing that's going to happen. Yep. Um, You know, and silverware, individual packs, no more caddies on tables. I mean, it's endless. Um, The things that will that will change uh, our business probably forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you still? Um, this is a weird question, but are you still excited about the business with all these changes?
1: I like challenge. <laughs> I mean, just give it to me. Bert doesn't like shy challenge.
2: away from a challenge, I got to tell you. That is no, not no, his
1: I, thing. I, I, you, know, you know what? You, there's a lot of obstacles out there. I think it's going to make us stronger you know, in the communities. I think it's be better with our employees. We're going to look at things is being more sanitary. That's a positive. Find the silver lining. Figure it out,
0: and we'll
1: all get through this.
0: I love that you're so positive. So, what is the first movie that's going to be shown on Wednesday?
1: Uh, the, so, we're going to do the chronological of the Marvel movies. So, it's Captain America. I think it's World War II. That's where it, 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 it starts. Okay. Um, yeah, it's going to. It has to be done. At dusk, uh, so about like eight twenty-five on on Wednesday, and there'll be no alcohol. Oh, there'll be no, no crawlers, nothing. You can't have it in the cars. Period. That
0: makes sense. Right? Okay, so, so real family guys. friendly. But here's a question. Yeah.
1: And,
2: yeah. Bert, what about bathrooms? <laughs> I know it's a weird thing, but I get asked that all the time with things like this.
1: Right. Um, I believe that we're going to have satellites. We'll put a few satellites out there.
2: Okay. All right, because I mean, you know, um, like you, you can't go inside the restaurant to use it, so right? No,
1: no, no. So we'll do satellites out there. I mean, it's just like doing a drive-in. I mean, if, you know, we all remember going to them and, and how the cars were kind of parked in these in these long rows. We'll keep the cars six feet apart. Uh, you know, families will stay in their cars, if, and when the movie's over, we'll we'll kind of escort them out of our uh, of our property.
0: All right, well, I think it'll be fun to try. I'm looking forward to hearing how it goes for you guys, and we'll give people an update next week. Yeah.
1: All right, guys, I appreciate you guys calling.
0: Oh, yeah. Thanks, Bert. Thanks, Bert, and for being one of the first people to get the pickle out of the jar, as it were, and do something fun, you know? Is that a weird... (gasps) Haven't you said it'd be the first one to get the first pickle out of the jar? No,
2: I haven't heard that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Steph, uh, we've got a couple of minutes here. That's fun, though, that they're going to try that. Can you talk about your feelings about people at Costco and other... Are we going to be an all-mask society in grocery stores before long?
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And I, I would say that it's not mandated right now, but pers- or specific- companies are asking for it. Mm-hmm. You know, Costco... It is
0: mandated on airlines as yes. of yesterday.
2: Okay, by the airlines themselves yes. or across the board?
0: Across the board.
2: Okay. um, And that's just right now we don't have any sort of like... Over you know, arching sort of uh, edict that says it, but I know that Costco has said, you know on monday you're you are you must have a mask if you come in, and same with United Noodles, by the way, they have also said that. So far, I don't know of the other grocery chains, how they're doing. If they're they're suggesting it and they're asking for you to wear a mask. But, you know, they're not
0: saying you can't come in if you don't have one. Are we going to get to restaurants being all masked, do you think?
2: Well, yeah, 100 percent. Let me just tell you that most of the restaurants, because they are so very already aware of health and safety codes, that they are they're 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 wanting it, you know, and they don't they they want to sort of make sure that they're being careful with their guests. I don't know if that's going to come down as far as the governor when, you know, Bert was saying the capacities, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, people watching what they're doing in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And in Georgia, it looks like uh, the people who are wearing masks are the servers and everything, but it doesn't look like the guests are wearing masks. And I get that that's a weird thing to think about having a mask on and then eating because mm-hmm. that doesn't really work either. But it feels it does feel a little weird to have the workers in masks, but not the paying people in masks. It mm-hmm. does feel a little weird for me for that. And I wear my mask whenever I go into a public place. And as I go to the farmer's markets, I wear masks. And And I would just encourage you, I know that a lot of people who feel weird with, like if they're running with it or, you know, and I think I told you this, like I felt like a lot of people at the farmer's market last weekend when I went to it, they had biked there. And so they were thinking, "Why well, don't wear a mask while I bike. And then, but then they were walking around the farmer's market. So mm-hmm. I felt like if you are wearing them, bringing them with you, I have one in my bag all the time. Yep. And I have one in my pocket of every coat that I have. So, in case I end up popping in on a walk and we go, hey, let's go pop into this, you know, grab a you know, a Diet Coke, then that's a good thing to have
0: in my mind. And if we all wear masks, I I like the way that they're thinking about this in that it's not necessarily preventing me from getting coronavirus, but it's preventing me from spreading it to you. So it's a courtesy. Yeah, It's thinking about others more than yourself.
2: And let me be clear, Asia and Japan, I mean, we've said this over and over again, but when I was there in 2015, it was a no brainer. People who weren't feeling well, you know, who thought they may sneeze, put masks on and people were out in bars and like one guy at a table had a mask and it was like, it was a no big deal. Like in a weird way, you kind of felt left out that you didn't have a mask. Yeah.
0: People will get used to it over time, I think.
2: Yeah. So I would say don't feel, I would say if you're at all feeling like it's weird, because I don't want people to think I'm sick because I think a lot of people worry that it makes you look like you're yeah. the sick one. That's not necessarily it either. So don't worry about that.
0: And in the beginning, in February, when I was wearing a mask out and about, it seemed weird. But at the time, my husband was pretty sick. Um, but now I don't feel really weird about it at all. Mm. And I don't wear a mask when I walk outside or run. And I won't probably when I bike. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I f- try to find places where I can be more socially distant yeah. than just walking down Summit Avenue. But...
2: And mine is, you know, I'm way out in the boons where we don't really come across right. people. And you, if you, if you literally are on the same side of the street, it's easy to be six feet apart because you're, you know, it's there's a lot of space. But I would say that if you're planning on stopping somewhere, you know, and I get it, Illy like carried is a different animal, and there's hundreds of people in that space, and that's a that's a that's a, I wouldn't I don't think I would dip myself into that space Me either. I don't think I can do that. But I am going to go to the Mill City's Farmer's Market, which is open today. I'm going to go check them out. I know that the Midtown Global or the Midtown Market is open, but I think they are only doing drive up. So I don't think you can wander. I think Mid, uh, uh, Mill City, you can still wander through it, but I
0: think the other one is only pickup. And if anyone's husband's like mine and just thinks that you can just kind of wander in or pull up anywhere and just get what you want... I miss that, but yeah. I miss it too. There's no spontaneity because you have to like plan ahead for everything. I basically
2: think that I can pull up and then I have to think I'm going to sit on my phone and do an order for them and then I'm going to wait here yeah, for another half minutes. hour. That's
0: exactly right. Right. So, all right, we're going to take a break and when we come back, we're going to talk about some locals to love. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen here with Steph March. And this is the new segment that we're doing in light of the coronavirus pandemic, talking about the locals we love. Keep it a local, local, local. The Weekly Dish presents. Someplace close is good. Keep it local, got it. Locals. It is the best in town. To love. What's not to love? Oh, it's so like Lucas to love. I don't know. About I like that. it. I don't
2: know. I got to have a feeling, a thought about that. You got to
0: have a feeling. That was the first time I heard that sounder, yo. So, a feeling. Um, I'll start with someone that I just think is doing um, some great work, and that is Craft uh, and Crew. They are a restaurant group and they are donating lots of meals to healthcare workers. Um, In the last week, they had donated to Redeemer, North Memorial, the Vet Hospital, Regina Hospital, and Hastings, and they have delivered over 2,823 meals. And you can either get meals donated for your healthcare organization or you can donate um, by going to their website at craftandcrew.com. Cool. Yeah, and they've done a great job.
2: And yeah, that's like Pub, 8, Pub 819, it's Stanley's, it's The How, it's The Block. They have a whole bunch of great stuff. And they're yep. very dog-friendly, those kitty cats.
0: They are. And uh, just really appreciate, uh, again all of the work that people are doing to help get people fed during this time.
2: Um, Letting you guys know that Town Hall Brewery, normally today, the first Saturday is, this is actually a big day for us normally. It's Derby Day. You know, Kentucky is all like uh, kind of like very depressed. I think up north, the only reason we would ever love Derby Day is just for the hats and the parties. And since we're not doing that, we're all kind of forgot. And so that's fine. You can do virtual Derby Day if you want. Just drink a lot of bourbon. Um, But the Town Hall Brewery, their first Saturday is always the blessing of the Maybach and it's always this awesome event where they have uh, Father Ken I think his name is he comes in and he does this very wonderful blessing and everybody hoists their glass and then there's free beer for like an hour so I love that they're doing it online this year so and you can run over and get some Maybach I think Uh, you might be too late but they're doing it at (laughs) 3 o'clock today um, on their Facebook live so if you just want to hoist a glass and have a few good words about craft beer and local brewers that's a good place to be
0: it sure is. Um, what else is happening? What else is happening? About?
2: Well, let me just tell you, here's some really good news. And this is some good news that's pertinent to you, maybe. Let's talk about some of the new takeout that's around. Please. Pajarito. Uh, it's very good news for me. I know. Taco you, Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. They are going to be open on Tuesday for Taco Tuesday. Uh, Pajarito on West 7th in St. Paul only. Not the Adina location yet but they're coming out of hibernation um for on tuesday but then going forward it will be wednesday through sunday. So, but they're doing tac they're doing like food packs like for people, you know, to feed like 2 to 4 people or more. I and like it. tortas and tacos and ribs and all the good stuff.
0: They have really good ribs there.
2: Um here's a good one that I thought that is new to take out. I wanted to point out because I did get a note from a listener. Um, so Hilo Diner is yeah. uh, is doing takeout now and they're going Tuesday or Thursday through Sunday. So only four days, uh, uh, and they are, but they're doing breakfast, you know, uh, for dinner, you can get disco fries. Here's what I love. They have a kid's menu and a lot of people were kind of bemoaning the fact that a, there's not a lot of kids menus being thrown around. And the other thing is, is I guess there's, you know, with the way that people have had to streamline in order to put menus online to be takeout worthy. Um, a lot of people have felt like they've lost out on the vegan and the gluten free stuff. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of that happening. It's been harder for people to get a good smattering of an order. Maybe next week what we should do is a uh a takeout roundup yeah. of like vegan and, and gluten free stuff. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. But Hilo Diner has it for you and they've got a lot of things that you can that can be made gluten free or or vegetarian.
0: Um, okay what did i have i had something else here i'll keep going if you don't yeah just okay. a few more places so, that are open for takeout is murray's oh, is okay. now open for takeout the fitz yep. is open for takeout uh fitzgerald's is doing um the deep dish pizzas
2: yep gray duck in st paul that's justin's other one that's open they've got come the you know they've got tater tot hot dish yo if you need that <laughs> hey i wanted to shout out Pat. Uh, Pat Weber, my friend, who is doing a burger pop up at Lynn Lake Brewery. Remember, Linlake Lake Brewery, they put this kitchen, you know, they put the, in the middle of their, t- their tap room to kind of be a guest chef, yep. you know, pop up kitchen, and then everything happened. So, but Pat Weber and Phil Dvorak are doing a burger pop up. So you can pop into there, you know, or you can order ahead, grab uh, a couple burgers and, a, and some great craft brewery from Linlake, Lake and, and grab it and go. Which oh, is great. I know. Also, Fig and Pharaoh is starting again.
0: Yes, and they do a lot of vegan right. and gluten forward and vegetarian gluten forward.
2: <laughs> gluten
0: forward. I think I just made up a new word. It's very positive. Forward? Forward?
2: Is that like a lot of gluten? Would food? it be gluten negative? Yeah, it would be gluten it's very negative. Very gluten negative. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm mean, gonna have a cooking show I mean, with I all the gluten Zoe forward Francois things. I think Zoe Francois is gluten forward. She is. Gluten She's forward. very gluten
2: forward. I love it. Um, but yeah, Vegan Faro is going to open up for takeout, and that is a big place for I think people who are vegetarian and vegan and looking for different kind. And, it, it, and remember, their their thing is really about an impact of climate. theirs is an, a health thing. It's a right. in- climate impact thing. So just remember that. Lake, like Lake and Irving is forward. back, by the way. Yeah, let's talk about that. They are back Tuesday through Saturday with curbside con- contactless pickup. I you love order that ahead, place. and then they're going to put it and You go and park in a stall, and your bag will be waiting for you. Uh, cheeseburger and two tall boys for 20 bucks. Come on. That is a great deal.
0: A Lux burger and two tall boys for, for 20 bucks. bucks. Yeah, that is a good deal. I know.
2: Lake and Irving. That's a, and they have a Lux burger, you guys. That's a $20 burger, but damn, it's a good burger.
0: Yum. Did you panic buy any meat this week?
2: No, I have, I'm full. I'm full up on meat. I have, a, I have a freezer full of meat. I, I don't, I, if I could buy it, I wouldn't have anywhere to put it. So I'm not doing that. I've decided not to panic by that stuff because I'm going to order from my farms. Yeah. I'm going to continue with Wiker Acres and I'm going to continue, you know, ordering from people who are, uh, at Together Farms, my burger farm out in Wisconsin. I'm I love her website and I love her meat, and I'm absolutely going to continue to order her beef and her pork, heritage pork. That's how I'm going to do it from now on.
0: Yeah, I'm going to do it too.
2: That's it, and I I'm definitely and I'm not, with you. You know, I just know that the the we are in for. In fact, next week I would like to talk about the food supply chain with the meat producers, but I want us to be factual. So I have a couple people working on things. We might have a chef who's who's uh, who's very you know who's very in touch with what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just spin out our opinions. I would like for facts to be a big part of that. You
0: are one who always has facts. Well, I would we, rather do I'm that an than opinion be fake spinner. News. You're a factor. We can have opinions about it. I just want to also be based in. Facts. So good. Love facts. Um, One other local to love, and I want to mention them one more time. I did mention them last week, but it's called Makers of Medical Workers Masks. And what they are doing is they're making these shields. And they have a Facebook page that I'm going to post because they have all of these plastic shields and they're free. And they're wanting to give them to people that need them either for medical workers or people that need them for their work. And they're making these 3D plastic shields. And they said that a couple of people called from the show that heard it last week. Oh, great. So That's I'm awesome. I'm going to post it one more time.
2: Well, you guys have done a great job in helping stuff. And I love that. I mean, everybody who's responded to places that we've put up. I've gotten notes from charity organizations who are uh, who are so grateful for any mention. Because you guys follow up. And really, we can do all the talking. But unless you guys do the action,
0: it means nothing. So thank you very, very much. Um and thanks for just being yeah. great. My talkers, weekly dishers. I know there's been some change here happening at the station and there's change in the world. Just be positive, be the light. Be the light, be the light. There's a lot of negativity you don't need to add to anymore. Amplify the light, kiddos. Have a great weekend. Ciao, ciao.